Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the truth. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. You guys, are you ready for this special treat? I have Becca Peasy, who is First of all, she grew up in the same town as my husband, so I feel like I've got, like, the behind-the-scenes glimpse of, like, this crazy, amazing celebrity, and so I get to bring her and her story and her amazingness to you, my tribe, and I just couldn't be more honored. Becca, I'm so excited to talk with you today. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. So, can you please fill my people in? Because, like, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what can I say? And how can I, like, build her up and, like, present her? And normally, like, people have, like, this these big, beautiful, like, some of them made up titles. And I get to, like, read the bio. But I'm like, oh, I just want, like, girlfriend to, like, go there with who she is, what she does. Because, you guys, like, I have goosebumps knowing what's coming. So, Becca, can you fill us in? Who is Becca? What do you do? And then we're going to friggin' go there. Yeah, sounds great. So my name's Becca Peasy, and my daughter's 10 years old. Her name's Taylor. And I have grown up in Belmont, Mass. And my dad took me to my first race when I was six years old. And it was a five-mile race. And I won my age group, probably because I think I was the only one in my age group. But I remember that feeling and thinking, I love this feeling. And I ran in high school, in the college, at the collegiate level, took some records. I'll always remember beating the boys and loving what that felt like. Yeah. In 2016, there was an opportunity for me to make history and to show my daughter that you can do anything you put your mind to if you believe in yourself. And the race was seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. So I thought I have nothing to lose by going for it. And um, I asked my daughter, it was very important that she was on board with this. I said, what do you think about this? And she said, yeah, mom, I I believe in you. Finish strong. I support it. And together, I don't even think I knew there were seven continents. I don't know. (laughs) We're going to figure out, like, we're going to do our homework. We're going to study the 16 time zones we'd be crossing the temperature ranges in seven days from zero degrees in Antarctica to 90 in Africa. And that was really important to just make sure that we were mentally and physically ready to take on the feet. So um, I was psyched to have her on board and her, she went to the Wellington school where I went and I think Mike went too. And um, it was, they were so on board with me and rallied for me and what an opportunity to represent our country. No, I mean, there was just not, there was no feeling like it. So um, I crossed the finish line and my parents were live on Skype and, and they cried, we did it. And, and we joke about the we, um, but it takes a village. And that's the biggest thing that I learned in this journey is there's no place like home and it takes a village. So, um, you know, things that I learned 
about was um, I do a ton of motivational speaking and I always talk about my journey and I kind of end it with dream big, take chances and believe in yourself because when you do those things, anything is possible. And I learned it's okay to be afraid. You know, when I find amazing things happen, when you step outside of your comfort zone. And for me, it was, you better be really comfortable with being uncomfortable to survive. You're going to be working really hard over the course of the year during those seven days. Um, so that was my motto. Get comfortable being uncomfortable and you will survive. You'll make it. Oh my gosh. Like I love it so much. And there are so many nuggets in there that I'm so excited to dive into. So first of all, let me just underline, you ran seven marathons. So first of all, let's just stop there. Girlfriend, you ran seven marathons in seven days. Okay. You guys, one marathon is 26.2 miles. Think about doing that alone, right? Like just as it is. And I, for I've run three marathons in my life and sister, like I honor you so deeply. Um, so like, cause I'm like, I'd have to do that again. Like six times. So there's that piece. Like, first of all, running a marathon takes so much grit and determination and self care and self belief and all the things. But then you're like, Oh wait, let's just circle the globe while we do that. So you're in seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. That's amazing. I honor you so, so deeply for that because that's incredible. I'm curious, like how did that opportunity get presented to you? Because yeah, I mean, people love running. There are, running is a very, I mean, it's hugely impactful and beautiful and amazing in so many different ways. But like, how did you, how did this opportunity get presented to you? And then I've got more questions. So you go from that. And I'm going to just add a sidebar because I'm, I'm, so big on keeping it real right now. My two-year-old is freaking out upstairs, you guys, the poor babysitter. Um, so if you hear some background noise, it's him. He's fine. He's safe. He just does not want to take a nap. <laughs> so Becca, go ahead. How did the opportunity even present itself to you? So I'm on a 50 states marathon journey. I'm 34 states in. I'm doing a marathon in, in every state, and which has been incredibly fun. And I'm a marathon maniac. That's actually the name of a running group. And I read about it and it said that two, there were two failed attempts by American females and the race entry fee was $40,000. So I thought if I can get sponsored and I can, if I will not finishing this race is not an option for me. So if I can just get the $40,000 together and have somebody endorse me, I will make this happen. And at the time I had the confidence because I had run marathons in Hawaii when it was 92 degrees in New Hampshire negative in the negative for marathons so I thought I've already run marathons in extreme temperatures um, but I can let, let me just give me this opportunity and I will make it happen so I became addicted to I love that the ultimate test of endurance which to me is a marathon you know so I thought I'm going to go for it I have, I have nothing to lose so if, if my dad's concerned for my safety because it actually was in the heart of ISIS when I told my dad I wanted to do this and he was like beside himself and my mom's concerns were being attacked by penguins in Antarctica <laughs> and I thought we kind of laughed about that but I thought um you know I I have a right to, to I have the right to go out and and my dad was concerned was that I wouldn't finish and I would put all a year of very hard work into this and not finish but I thought the regret of not attempting it and make, being able to make history would be far harder for me so I yeah. thought 
if I can, if I don't finish, it's not my fault. Either the planes weren't on time, or I got so injured so badly that I wasn't able to finish. But it would not be my fault. So. Um, I think that's so powerful and it's actually that's actually how I have kind of lived and done my thing like throughout business building and just life creation self-discovery diving it's just like this not happening is actually not an option like I read somewhere and it's a quote that I just love so much and it's like if you are a hundred percent committed it's actually easier because there's no wiggle room if we're 99 percent committed to something if you had gone into this and said you know what like I hope that I'll finish or I'm gonna try my best like it actually gives you the little wiggle room to like say, you know, I don't really feel like training today or it's okay. Like just like letting yourself off the hook. But essentially when we do that, like it just, it, it really sabotages what it is we claim we really want. So I love so much that like not finishing was not an option. Not showing up for yourself was not an option. Yeah. And one thing my dad taught me and, and my dad is my hero. I mean, I just look up to him. I just love him so much. And one thing he taught me when I was younger, if you, if you think you're right, you're right. And if you think you're wrong, you're right. So I have people following me saying, I'm going to follow you because I think this is impossible what you're going after, you know? And I thought if they, I have to believe in myself more than anybody because I have the world telling me how this is impossible. So I can't let those, but even because they, they're and they were good friends of mine. They weren't even, they weren't saying it to be me. And they were like, this sounds impossible. We, we're going to follow you. This is crazy, you know? And so you just, you always have to believe in yourself regardless of what you're, whatever it is that you're doing. So let's take that one step further. Why? Why is that so crucial? Why? I mean, we always hear, and if you're in the personal development space at all, I mean, I'm a life coach. I, I speak to that all the time, but there is always a deeper reason. Like hearing me believe in yourself, like that's kind of like a high five to the forehead. Like, well, duh, but like, why? Why is it so important? I think the biggest thing that I do is I find my reason. My daughter's my reason, you know, and, and she's 10 years old. And I have, every time I leave her, I make it worth it. You know, so I make it worth it to, it's, I'm missing out on, when I do these things and I'm gone for 16 days or I'm gone for, when I'm in race mode or, or whatever it is that I'm doing, I say, are you doing everything you can to win this race? Are you leaving it out there in the course? Are you, it's so important to me to give a hundred percent, you know, and I won't even, if, if I don't think that I can do it, I won't even bother, you know, and, and one of my biggest goals right now is attempting to run across the U.S., which will happen in 2020. And, and I haven't told many people, just my family, and I'm excited about it, but it's the ultimate decision because it's going to take me a year to train for it. I'm going to be gone from my daughter for 54 days, although she'll come and she'll cheer me on. And she is so excited about it. But I think, finding your reason. And my reason came from all over the places. I coach with the Boston Bulldogs and they are the most inspiring running team and group of friends. And, you know, they're a recovery group. And um, Michael and I graduated with somebody that passed away through a heroin overdose. And, you know, when I was in Antarctica and digging deep and freezing, I thought they are fighting for their lives. You're fighting for a dream. And it put things into perspective for me. So oftentimes when I go into a marathon or anything, I say, find your reason. You know, so when you have a reason, then you're more likely to give work that much harder. You know, and that's what I say about sign up for a 5K. That's the hardest part. Sign up for a marathon. That's the hardest part. Because once you do those things, you're committed. So you have to work hard. 
I love it so much. And I love, um, I love, oh my gosh, I, you, you said like the most beautiful quote and I wrote it down here. Every time I leave her, I make it worth it. And I know there are a ton of mamas who are listening to this right now, many of whom are mamapreneurs. They are starting up their own businesses or they're really trying to do the deep diving, but they kind of struggle with the guilt of, okay, I want to do this because it's my dream. And when it really builds up, it will provide us with the financial support that's really going to give my family opportunity. But they almost feel like they have to sacrifice time, um, connection right now with their kiddos. So if they're in that like pivot point. So how do you, I mean, if you're gone from your daughter for, for 54 days, like there takes a lot of logistical stuff behind the scenes too. How do you navigate that? And what would you say to the mama who's like, I have this deep, deep dream and they kind of use their kids as an excuse rather than the reason to use your work. It's true. It's a slap in the face when people say, oh, I want to do what you're doing, but I have kids or I have, I don't have time. If it's important to you, make it happen at any expense, you know, and if you, if it is important to you, you will make it happen. And it, what I've learned is I don't like asking for help. You know, I'm very fortunate to have my friends and family and my brother living next door. And, but it takes a village, lean on your village. They want to help you. They want to see you succeed. They want to you to go far in life. So I think that's the most important thing is to lean on your village. And um, every time I leave my child, I think, oh, I feel so selfish. And I feel so guilty. So I turned around to make it worth it, make it count. I just, I can't love that more. Like I, if I was on Facebook right now, I would be like giving you all the heart emojis. It's just amazing. How corny is that? But it's so true. Like, and like, I guess that's the point of it too, you guys. Like, yes, like Becca shares her journey. I share my journey. People through social media outlets share their journey. And it's not, most of the time, it's not for some surface level, oh, we just want to inspire you. Like, we have deep conviction in what we do. And we really want to pave the way and grab the hand of our soul sisters, soul brothers out there and say, if I can do this, you can do this too. There is a way. And oh my gosh, like, I second completely the tribe atmosphere, like needing to lean on your tribe. Yeah, it, it really, it really does take a village. But, you know, and, and that's, I, we get to inspire people doing what we love. So I feel really fortunate and lucky. So when I am gone for motivational talks all around the world, I feel lucky that I, I get to inspire people doing what I love, what I'm passionate about doing. So I totally agree. That's what I always, you know, I always end it with find your world marathon challenge, whether, whatever it is that you love to do, you know, you don't, you don't have to love my, you don't have to love my records. You don't have to love my goals, but find your goals and, and go after them. So what are, what are some of your favorite things to talk about when you are in motivational speaking mode? Because you are literally living the life of the marathon runner. Like you are, act, like people say like walk the walk, talk the talk. Becca's like, I'm actually going to run the run and then I'm going to go talk the talk. So what are some things that you love sharing with people and why do you love sharing those particular messages? I, so every time I do a motivational talk, it's 45 minutes and then the last 15 minutes of questions and answers and the hands always go up there like their minds are totally blown and and I remember thinking that way too like when I heard about this race I couldn't get enough of it and I'm like who can I turn to who can I ask and the girl that was helping me Mariana um she didn't speak great English she spoke enough English that I could help and get help from her but so that's why when people you know when they say I love the question and answering fact because I get to that's when that's when it gets real you know and 
um, people, number one was what, what continent was the hardest, the hardest part in the entire thing was leaving my daughter for 15 days, you know, and, um, we, you know, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn how to be brave, you know, and, and that's, that's, you have to be brave when, and no matter what is, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, so, um, I, I like the question and answering parts and whatever people have to ask and, um, where did you sleep? Pe people like, they just don't, they're like, where, where did you sleep? And we slept on planes and what was it like to run on Antarctica? And it was like coming out of the womb. Like it was really fun, funny and blinding sunlight and, and intimidating. I was so afraid landing in Antarctica that it was like really, really scary. So um, I learned there's no place like home. I love that so much. You're like our little like marathon or Dorothy. Holy moly. Um, yeah, talk to us about like the logistics of things. Like, so you slept on planes. How did you recover your body? Because I know, I know how grueling a marathon can be. So what did you do? I mean, obviously you trained a lot beforehand. What did you do in between races? And did you have any injuries that you had to deal with um, throughout the experience? So, um, yeah, so we averaged, we crossed 16 time zones. So, so that was really hard. Like, you know, you got up and you're like, what the heck time is it? You don't even, you don't, you have to like ask because you don't even know. But I always knew what time it was in Boston so I could call Taylor. So, um, the, I guess the hardest part was the crossing the 16, 16 time zones and, and the sleeping on planes. Although we did get hotel rooms to take a quick nap or shower in if we wanted to, but then we had to go, we only averaged 12 hours per continent. So, um, I, I was going through, I took one continent at a time. So after my parents would watch me live on Skype finish each race. And after I got to my sixth marathon mile, two hours in Dubai and my groin just ripped out of its socket. And it was like, a, and I was in terrible pain. And I thought, you know, I was laying on the ground in, in Dubai thinking I did not come this far just to come this far. And that's something that Tom Brady said in, in the Boston Globe. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to look my daughter and sponsors in the face and tell them that I was too sick and tired to finish this job. It just wasn't an option for me. So um, I got up and I took one mile at a time. I finished that marathon and I thought, you are in the outback Australia. You're one marathon away from making history. So it's up to you. You can spend four hours in a lot of pain, or you can spend this, you know, 40 years telling people how you almost it made history and you almost... So it was a no-brainer, and I got this email from this doctor that coaches at Harvard, and he said, it run with your toes facing all the way in, you know, take the pain off your groin, and you'll use other muscles. So I did that, and it really helped. And so crossing the finish line meant that much more because I had to work. I thought in my entire life of marathoning, and I had run, at the time I had run 45 marathons, I had never had a pain like this, ever. I mean, it was... So I, I crossed the finish line in, in a mid-history, and I was just so excited to be in Australia. And I came home to my doctor, who I have a great relationship with, and I'm like, what happened? And she's like, seven marathons on seven continents and seven days. What are you Like, you're not, you're not like superwoman. Like, of course, your, your body's literally like a car running on empty, but good for you for figuring out what to do and how to finish, you know? And I said from day one, not finishing wasn't an option. So I knew that it was going to get really ugly really soon, and it did. The second time, you know, people always say, how do you top not only running, but winning seven marathons on seven continents in seven days? Um, you go back and you do it again. So in 2018, I went back and I did it again. This time had a lot of help from Tom Brady's company, PB12. And we went over pliability and, and deep tissue massages. And I said, if it works for Tom Brady, it most certainly is going to work for me. So it was to have his company rally for me and support me and meet me at the finish line. 
there are no words for that, you know? So I crossed the finish line without any pain and I felt really lucky, you know? So it was, it was awesome. And, and so this, you just, I'll never forget that them helping me. And Tom Brady shared on Facebook. He was like, congratulations. And he shared, they documented my journey. So they shared it. He shared it on his Facebook. So you know, you just feel like so lucky. I, I just like feel very fortunate. Yeah. It's just so cool too, because I mean, I'm just like feeling all the feels with you right now. Like I, I'm just like there with you through the pain and there with you crossing the finish line and just all of the work. And like Becca, it's not just the physical work. Like you've done the emotional, the mindset, all of that super, super crucial work. And then, yeah, like to have other people like see it and witness it. That's what all, that's all any of us want is people to see, hear, love, and support us. And so when you were able to say, I'm doing this and I'm doing it big, and then to finally like feel that true support and like the true camaraderie of it, that's just so crucial. And again, what a lesson to teach your daughter. Like there was no reason for anyone at the beginning to like, even like bat an eye other than like, Dude, sister, are you for real? <laughs> but like, then it's like when you prove, what does Walt Disney say? When you prove, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Like when you prove that like, oh, no, 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 it's possible and I'm, I'm doing it. And then other people are like, oh, wait, watch this girl. Like, it's just so, so powerful. Yeah, I, I got like 5,000 emails and I was, I was so like this, I quit smoking because of you. I, my, I lost my son to cancer and this is giving me something to do that made it all worth it you know and that what I feel, I feel at the end of the day I've done my job you know if I can get one person to quit smoking if I can get one person to run their first marathon or 5k I am so happy yeah so let's talk about that stuff because like ultimately you know people say well why do you want to go into business well I want to do this and I want to do that but then it's like but like, why? That's the stuff right there. Like you do what you do for you and your daughter. You do what you do because you are physically and energetically able to do it. You speak the way that you speak to motivate other people. But like, it's those life changing flips that people can make. So like, talk more deeply about that. How, how does that fuel you as you're going to prepare? I mean, with your with the race across the country. Like, how do you use that to like fuel you forward? Well, my life's like a puzzle. So I own a daycare. I manage an ice cream shop. So I didn't want to give up those things to go follow my dreams. So I just kind of added this training into being a mom, owning an ice cream, owning a daycare, managing an ice cream shop. I just kind of made my life like a puzzle. So my life is much like a puzzle, but it's all things that, that even though they're work, they don't feel like work because I really love doing them so I feel I feel really lucky to be passionate about you know I have an ice cream flavor named after me I'm like does life get any better than having an ice cream flavor named after me at, at movies no and now that's on my vision board <laughs> and, I got to, and I got to start off the first pitch at Fenway Park and I got I was given a um a globy with David Ortiz and at, at the globies and I was like I, I just feel like life is surreal, you know, all because I believed in myself and I followed my dreams, you know, so those two things will get you so far in life. And, and that's the thing, you know, leaving, when Karen will come out with me, she has to be on board with my dreams. And she's passionate about another sport. Like she's, she's in gymnastics and she loves it. And I have no idea what she's doing or what it, you know, but she's like a little peanut at the Heinz Convention Center in Boston at, at you know, meets. And I'm like, 
that's my daughter. I have no idea. If I, it looked like a 10 to me, but they give her, you know, an 8 and a 5. I'm like, this is just, this is just so real. So it's, it's fun to watch her. When I ran the Fenway Park Marathon Saturday night, and, and she ran the last lap with me, and, and she was just with tears rolling down her face. You know, I'm like, you're proud of me. You're my number one fan. I feel so lucky. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. Let's talk about that belief for a second. Let's talk about, it seems easy. It seems easy that now looking back, right? Like, well, of course I believed in myself, but like, I also know in my line of work that a lot of people have that inkling and they have that want, but it's paired with not feeling worthy enough for it, not feeling worthy enough to go for their dreams, not feeling worthy enough for their dreams. The way I look at it after much of my own inner turmoil struggle and much of my own um, really rising up self-discovery process. Like I now know we are born innately worthy. Like we, we just have it available to us and we allow for things to kind of cover it up. And so for me, it's about like peeling away the onion layers how do we help women in particular really like tap in and grasp a hold of, not like tiptoe around their worthiness, but stand in it so that they can move forward? Yeah, I think that's find your why. Why do you want to do it? Why do you want to open a business? Is it because you want more money? Is it because you want to set a good example for your family? Is it because you, you have to find your why as to why you want to do something? And then you go to the next step. If you think you can do it, you can do it. You know, so I think finding your why is the most important thing. And and having a plan, I have outline after outline after outline, and I tear it up and throw it away. And I'm like, nope, that, I can't look at that right now. That doesn't look like something I want to be doing, you know. And and that's what that's what I think. I think executing the plan and and talking to people, you know, and thinking, trying yourself with positive people. I think because I have a couple of friends that are not so positive, and they, they'll tell you why they can't do something or why you know you just kind of ignore it and block it out. You can take it. Your your friends being, you know, you can take it for granted if you want. But I think. I think finding your finding your why why you want to do what you do open a business or you know be a stay at home mom or whatever it is that you want to ask yourself why and then and then you'll learn more about yourself. Yeah, I remember one of my mentors once saying that she found she went through a stage within her business that every time she talked to a potential client, she found that these women were fighting for their limitations. They like wanted to own them. They were like, Oh, I can't possibly do that because I've got X, Y, and Z going on. So it's like, um, they try to, when they say, Oh, that's too expensive. And then they give six reasons why they can't afford other things. That type of mentality is one that for me, it's like when you witness that you're doing that, it's first under, it's recognizing that you're doing that and witnessing it. And then you can start to flip the script on that. But for those of us that have done the work, it's like really being cognizant of if a, you're in a coaching mode to help bring that to light for people, point out to them that that's what they're doing. They are sabotaging themselves before they even start because of limiting beliefs, because of mindset blocks. But if you're a friend or a family member, like providing people the space, but also for me, lovingly, if it's appropriate, encouraging them to look at what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're arguing for their own limitations and what they could do to flip that, right? Like grasping a hold of that why. And I think that's an important thing. When somebody says any little thing, how can I help you? How can I help you run your first birthday? How can I help you start a business? How can I? That goes so far than anything like, geez, that sounds really scary. Or, geez, how can I help you? That's like, can I watch your daughter? Can I, whatever it is that you need, you know, that, that, you'll never forget those moments, you know? And, and that's why when you just tell, when you start to tell people your goals, they're like, you know, it does. But 
Another thing about the internet is it can be it can be so abusive. You know, I was I was abused like I got death threats and people were I mean really really scary and so you just kind of you have to just kind of block it out and ignore it you know and just say I'm I'm happy that I don't have that mindset or I'm happy that that's not my husband God forbid you know that I'm very fortunate to have a very supportive um, village so so that's the thing block block out the negativity and and know that you can do it yeah. It's so crucial too um, that we recognize. I was just talking with a client about this yesterday, and I'm reading this book called Evolution of Goddess right now. It is so cool. I am obsessed with it. It's so cool. But there was a really interesting section in it that um, she talked about. It was a water section. So, like talking about water archetypes and also like what water physically does for us, energetically does for us. If you align with that um, element, like some things you can do to enhance your lifestyle and all this stuff super cool. And she said, if you think about your life as water and you as the sponge, if you were to wring yourself out after being in certain situations or being around certain people, what type of water would come out? Would it be crystal clear water that you're like so happy that you're putting into your system? Or would it be like putrid, stagnant, yucky water that like you would never possibly think of drinking? And I just thought that that was the most interesting way because we are we're sopping things up all the time and you and I were talking beforehand I'm like I love social media so much because I feel like we like know each other but also we called that in like we're super purposeful about what we are surrounding ourselves with because we know like we feel it we take it on so my recommendation for anybody, you guys, like, first of all, if you're in the limelight at all, there are going to be all sorts of feelings, emotions, people that come your way. And it's just being really present with yourself about like, okay, who matters in this? And what can I do to protect myself from the negative energy? Because that's there, but it's only going to impact you if you give it the time and attention. Yeah, that's so true. And then I also think like my sister, she's so fast. She's a really good fast runner. So we go to the Boston Marathon and we run it. I've run it like 18 times. And she has to, and she'll say, she give me the five weeks. So last time she's like, I'm, I'm too cold or it's too cold out. It's, you know, I haven't trained well. I didn't eat this. I'm like, okay, so you give me five reasons as to why you can't do it. Now you, you owe me five reasons as to why you can. You know, yeah. and she's like, well, I, I feel good. You know, it turns, it turns around so fast and she went out and she killed it. You know, so I think it's just, it's so much. It's so important because we think, like, especially for a physical sport, um, or not just a sport, like, when I'm showing up for life, for my sons, for my husband, for my clients, like, I need to be physically in a state where I can, like, support and pour out, and which means I have to be refilling and refueling my own tank. But it's so important when we do anything to remember that starting with that mindset, starting with that positivity and not the fake positivity, like the rah-rah, but like really getting into it. Like, Oh no, wait, actually I can do this. Like you were saying like that belief, it's so powerful. You have to believe in yourself. You have to take chances in life. If you want to, I feel like that's another big thing. Dream big, you know? And take chances. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Um, okay. couple like rapid fire questions for you because this is like just such a blast right now. What is your favorite way to refill your own tank in terms of self-care, self-love? Like when Becca needs a little tenderness and a little bit of support, what does she do? I 
I hang out with my daughter. You know, we go get ice cream, and sometimes we don't go to the ice cream shop I manage, and we laugh about that, you know, and, and that's the thing. We just, we have so much fun together because our time together, it's not limited, but, you know, she's, she's very busy, I'm very busy, and so I make it count. So I leave my cell phone at home when we go together, and we do something different. We try and do something different all the time, and um, visiting friends is important to me, and, you know, so I like, I like doing those, those type of things. I love to eat, so we have to go Yeah, that's awesome. What are you reading right now? Or do, do you have a favorite book that you're like, this just popped into my head? Like, what what is it that you like to consume? A lot of like running books, but mostly because I'm coached in a lot, so I feel like I can never learn enough. And now that I'm prepping to run across the US, I'm, I'm reading about the face, like mostly about where, where I can altitude. And a lot of running books are like still, they always come up with new ones, so that's like my favorite. And, and I'm writing a kid's book. So I'm reading a, like if you see me down at the kid's, bookstore, you'll see me in the kitchen because I'm just reading and taking notes and learning as much as we can learn about, you know, and um, autobiographies and books. But um, that's my way to give back to the community. It's been a lot of fun. I love that so much. And I know that you're in like the, the creation stages of it now, but like what led you to wanting want to write a kid's book? I want to tell women like read to kids that are sick and let them know that they're going to be okay. And it's a, it's a nonprofit book it's called Becca's Feet on Feet so um I've always wanted to I wanted to write it before I even did the 777 on just how you can believe in yourself and take chances and dream big and you know I think it'll cater to like 6 to 12 year olds and I think it would be so fun to go into read to schools and read to the community I think that would be really fun and oh my gosh you know so can you come read to my kids I want you to read that to them like oh my god can I you know I want to be in every Saturday I want to be in a different hospital reading to kids. I want to go to preschool. I want to go to homes. I want to go all over and just, you know, it's, it, I think that's so inspiring. Oh, yeah, seriously. Well, and, like, the fact, too, that, like, you've done what you've done, and you still want to, like, connect and, yeah. like, go there. Like, yeah, I'm most proud of, I have third annual My 5K, and it's the Becca TV 5K, and we give $5,000 to graduating seniors, and, you just, I feel like I'm so proud of that because the community was so good to me. So to be able to give back and to have signs up, we had like 510 runners last year and to have, um, you know, it's like, I'm so proud of that and to see my, my name on signs and I feel like really lucky, but the community is just so awesome. Yeah. Where, um, where can people go to sign up for that? When is that race? It's usually the third week in April. I have to work around Easter, the Boston yeah. Marathon, um, April vacation so it's usually like the third week in April but it's a really we have a kids fun run they get medals and shirts and it's a real fun day for, you know and it's all for it's all for the Belmont High School graduating seniors and, and Belmont High School booster stuff yeah oh I love that so much um do you have a link for that or does it change every year everything's on beccatz.com okay I'm gonna um friends I'm gonna post the link to that in the show notes so you guys can um can look into that and like Becca seriously I'm gonna look into that that would be really fun um I love that so do you do anything like um journaling like meditation like going for walks and just like talking to the divine do you do anything like that for yourself I, I bought a Peloton bike which is so different for me like I'm not a I'm not like an indoor cycle kind of person I like, yeah. to, be, I like to be running outside 
and I've had more fun with the Peloton bike than I have like than anything else. And I, you know, all of a sudden I'm like riding my bike in Germany, I'm riding my bike in you know the Eiffel Tower, and I'm like, life is good, you know. And you feel like right there on a computer screen in front of you, and it's crystal clear. And I, I love that. That's my, that's my new favorite thing. I've been on it for like two months, and I really enjoy. And you know, you get like a little high five from people, and it's a really good. It's really different. So I don't replace it with my mind, but I use it kind of like as an outlet sometimes. Yeah. I'm not really, when I walk, I get like back pain. I get like all these annoying little, like, I'm just, I, I don't know, for me, it's like, you know, I'm not much of a hiker. I don't really hike. And, um, but, but I, I love, I love that Peloton bike. It's definitely something that I'm, that I invested in. And I was like, this is going to, but, and they also have a treadmill coming out that I heard of. So, oh. um, that I, mean, I feel like I need it, but um, I don't do a ton of running. You know, I like to, run outside yeah 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 well especially if you're running in all the different climates like hi like living in massachusetts is a pretty good indicator for it gives you an opportunity and that's exactly how it is especially but there's days when my daughter you know she can't if she's sleeping i need to run with them which i have so that's been really fun yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. And I love so much that you said that because I think we get into modes of like, oh, like girlfriend sits down and she meditates for three hours. So I feel like I need to do that. We all find our, our outlets and our connection time in, through different means. And it's just really like taking, taking a beat to sit with yourself long enough to figure out what works for you and what feels good. I bought a sauna, which is like when they were delivering it, they were like, we don't deliver saunas to homes. I'm like, no, I need, I need a sauna. So um, it turned more, I thought that I would use it as like, kind of like relaxing and it turned into like sauna training. I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready to find my talk marathon. I got to get my butt in there in August night. And I'm like using it as sauna training, but I wanted to be using it like, like calming my body, you know, so, but, but it does help. Like, I, I really like it. I think that I'll like it a little more in like October, November, December, but yeah, it, they're like, what are you, who are you? You know what I'm like? I, I just want to, I don't like to go, it's, sometimes I'm out and like, you know, I don't want to be like, but like, that's awkward for me. So, and that, you know, it's just like the gym. And so I just, you know, so I was at this, I was at the Underwood pool the other day and I don't like to draw attention to myself, believe it or not. So I'm at the pool and I can pop my chair break. I like fall out of my chair. I kind of broke my arm on like 40 my screen shattered I'm like everyone's like second easy I'm like it was so humiliating you know so, so that's why I do these things in the privacy of my home home because I can't function like outside of my home I'm like my husband was like I wish I had it on videotape that was so funny people are crying laughing I'm like my my it just collapsed out of all times at the Underwood pool in front of 4,000 people I was like mortified I was like I was too right guys like holy hell becca peasy is a human
it's just a beautiful reminder though. Like you guys freaking go after what it is you want to do because you're still a person no matter what. You're still going to like make a fool of yourself at times. You're probably going to embarrass the heck out of your kids. You're going to like, Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Becca, I have one more question for you, which I can't wait actually to hear your answer. Um, because every, so the way that I run my podcast is I do, um, interviews and then also like positivity or empowerment pep talks, like where it's just me talking to my people. And so when I do those style, I like to start off with giving people the space to say what they're grateful for. And like, yeah, like it's dead air on my podcast for like a solid 10 seconds because I really believe in gratitude and I really, for two reasons, I believe that when you feel grateful, you honor the previous version of yourself. You honor the girl that you once were because at that, at some point she wanted what you have now. And you also get to create that level of joy that comes when you feel grateful in your heart so that you can look forward and say, all right, what else am I ready to bring in? What else am I ready to receive? Because I'm so grateful for what I have now. I just think it's so powerful. So right now in this moment of your life, what is it that you're grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. You know, I'm grateful for my health. I feel so fortunate to be able to do what I love. I'm healthy. My family, they, I have the most crazy dreams and they support them. You know, they so easily could shut me down and say, we're not going to watch Taylor. We're not going to help you. This sounds dangerous. And, and they are my number one cheerleaders. So I'm grateful for the community that, that I love so much. You know, I've been in Belmont my entire life and I would do anything. I'm passionate about my town. I love the town of Belmont. And the community of Boston that just continues to rally, rally for my dreams and um, you know my friends and family it's, it's definitely it's, it's so, I just feel so lucky to have all the support that I have. Yeah. Oh, sister, I love it. And I am so grateful that you were here sharing this with us today. You guys, like, please go back and take notes. Like every little thing she said, I was like, I don't even want to ask her another question. I just want her to keep talking. So it was just it, such nuggets of wisdom. And I'm so grateful. You and I are actually speaking at an event coming up together, um, which I'm so psyched to be in person with you and just excited to see what else we get to co-create because you, my friend, are an incredible role model for me. And I'm just really, really grateful to get to share you with my tribe. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. You're welcome. All right, friends. I hope you all uh, will go follow Becca, please, because she's incredible. And I hope you all have a very good morning. Hey, friends. What are you doing on October 13th, 2018? If your day is not booked, and it's also not booked with something that's going to completely change your life, then may I suggest adding to your calendar or rewiring your schedule so that you can be at True You Live. It's the live event that I'm hosting in Portland, Maine, right in one Longfellow Square. Beautiful venue, super exciting. I've got some of my nearest and dearest friends in the inspirational 
life-changing coaching space coming to speak at this event. We've got Amber Liliestrom, Kelsey Abbott, Keisha Fitzgerald, and Lindsay Heafy. And then, of course, you'll have the, have me on stage bringing you so much goodness. We are going to be walking you through a completely transformational day where you are going to not just release the demons that are keeping you back from being the true you, but you will learn how to amplify who you truly are, how to bring her into this world and create everything you want from that space forever and ever. Amen. Think dance party meets meditation meets motivation meets celebration. It's going to be a day of journaling and dancing and movement and taking in and soaking in all the goodness, all the words, all the energy of the speakers, the other incredibly amazing human beings that will be in the room. It's going to be incredible. Head to JillianBolands.com forward slash true you live or head right to www.trueyoulive.com to grab your tickets. Again, it's October 13th. So grab your tickets now. This event will sell out. We are super close and we really want you in this space because we know that it is time for you to change your life and to show up as the true you in life, relationships, business, all the things. We can't wait to squeeze you there and we'll see you on October 13th, www.trueulive.com. Bye friends.